It's funny. I've I've actually been around for a, for a long time to see this everything happen, all yeah, the all yeah. the phases. Yeah, yeah. He was recapping some phases, and I take a mental walk because it was uh. Bringing up some trauma. <laughs> we still some got light. trauma twenty Remember. years later. Brought up some red oh, light. Oh, oh! You just gonna dismiss my trauma? <laughs> I'm not dismissing okay. your trauma. I'm just saying. Okay, let's talk let's about talk it. About it. Just me and my lady with our babies. All this love between us is amazing. There's amazing. There's amazing. What's good, fam? Welcome back to the Table for Seven podcast, episode four. Hey guys, how y'all doing? Thanksgiving edition. Absolutely. Are you full? Sufficiently full? Mm -hmm. (laughs) What does that mean? Because I did a cleanse right before, and I don't say it. It shrunk my stomach completely, but I barely got through the first plate. You sure did. First plate was uh, was rough, but it was a good time. Yeah, it was good. So it's been a couple weeks. Life has been hectic. Uh, what have you been doing? Um, mothering. Mm. <laughs> All the mothering in the world. Mm. Mm-hmm. I think I traveled since the last time we had a podcast. but Yeah, you did. Yeah, it was good having this break. Been off most of the week. Worked Monday and Tuesday. Kids have been off. All week, so it's been cool hanging out. Yeah. And um, this year, we had a relatively quiet Thanksgiving. We kept it quiet, kept but it, it was quiet. still fun. Yep. So, actually, one of the guests, one of the two guests is joining us on the podcast. This is uh, Howard Jones. It's weird for me calling him Howard Jones, introducing him formally like that. This is my first cousin. Welcome to the podcast, brother. Thank you for uh, finally letting me join the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> finally. After all... Four episodes. No, he was waiting patiently. <laughs> waiting patiently. Yeah, tell him a little bit about yourself. He, uh, well, I was about to say, tell him about yourself. Then I was going to tell him about yourself. But let <laughs> people know. Either, either way, yeah, let good. people know what uh, what you're about, what you do. Um, so, uh, where I'm from, people call me Howard Class Jones, mm-hmm. only because I'm an artist, uh, and I, uh, uh, around the area where I'm from, we 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 do a lot of spoken word. And um, I'm in the hip hop community as well as I'm a teacher and I have a curriculum to help kids learn how to do a spoken word to uh, deal with trauma and mental health, to gain self-awareness. And so all of that deep stuff. So that's what I'm I'm into. How'd you get into that? Because I feel feel like I feel like you just thought we just started. I don't know when it happened. Like we stayed in contact. Howard is five years younger than me. And he lives in. Yeah, and he, we, so you live in, you, you didn't say New York, that area. Syracuse, New York. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, we, I mean. I, just four hours from the city. Because yeah. a lot of people believe that Syracuse, New York is close to New York City and it's not, it's upstate New York. Yeah, but yeah. a lot of people that are not from New York think yeah. New York is New, New York, York City. Right. And that's the extent of it. It's cold up there. Yeah. <laughs> but I used to go up there for the summers. Uh, he would come down. Yeah. We'd always have at least one holiday together throughout the years. Yeah. So, you know, I've, I've been able to watch him grow. <laughs> the distance between. Me and Howard is the same as between me and my sister. So she's five years older than me, than Howard came five years later. Five years is such a big difference. Yeah, it really is. And I think that's going to play a lot into the conversation tonight. Um, but yeah, when did you get into it? Because I, I knew like I knew when you became an artist and saw that develop, but I don't remember specifically when, word. Yeah, when it became more. So this is this is funny because I had a friend who who was uh, around for a long period of time. And they said they heard me rap before, but they never heard me do spoken word, which was like crazy to me. Cause it's been such a, you know, a part of my life. Um, so I started 
doing poetry before I even got into doing rap. And I guess poetry is something that's more intimate, so you keep kind of keep it quiet. Right. And it's the poetry that got me into hip hop. I got into doing spoken word in college, really, when I saw Daniel Beatty come to the school and he's a known spoken word artist. He came and he did a, a play by himself. It was just him on the uh, on the stage. And he did a play, like he was different characters, mm. and it was it was really amazing. And I got really into spoken word, and I took a poem that I had. I took a rap that I had, and I turned it into a spoken word poem. Mm-hmm. And then I started from that point. Yeah. So it started, I want to say, sophomore or sophomore, late sophomore year of college. So, right, right, right. What are you more passionate about? Or are they equally, and it's just depending on how you feel, what the, what the, what the vibe calls for? Or? I feel like... I have more fun with writing uh, rap music, right? But I think that the the poetry is more intimate. I think it's deeper. I think it's uh, more honest as far as like, you know, who I am as a person. Yeah, right. So, right, two can different you, things. Can you talk about your project or not so much? I can talk about a project, project is coming. Yeah, my project is coming. It's called Red Light. It's uh, about black trauma. It's basically a microcosm of what I'm going to be doing with my curriculum, which is basically, you know, teaching kids how to deal with mental health through spoken word. And I just go through my process as a child dealing with my mental trauma and how journaling and writing poetry down helped me through that process. So, um, yeah. Cool. That, that. So oh, I've, they saw the movie. Yeah, I was about to say. So I saw seen the movie it. today. I can't, it's a I, film. Yeah, short film. A short film. But, and and I'm not biased because with blood, but it it he's biased. It evoked well <laughs> a little bit. Whatever. <laughs> whatever. If it was whack, I'd tell you I'm whack. It was it's whack not. too for sure. But it evoked some emotions in me just watching it. And I had so I heard the audio, like the soundtrack first, and then I saw yeah. the visuals today, and it made both times it made sense today. It made sense in a different way. Uh, so I'm I'm excited about it. So yeah, when I know there's a whole rollout, but um, yeah, you know we'll we'll definitely promote know, it as we can. First. Okay, cool. Yeah. So, um, it's we, a lot of testosterone in here, y'all. I'm just saying. Yeah, but we got wine too. Though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's all good. Uh, so we've been on this. What is it? Tough conversations. Yeah. That's kind of been a series mm-hmm. where Keisha and I have really. Uh, I guess it's been kind of therapeutic for us to talk about things that we didn't talk about before we needed to talk about it. So right. we're talking about it, you know, in hindsight, which is typically 2020. Um, so it's not coming from a place of us being professionals or us uh, having all the wisdom. This is experience. Right. Uh, and there's a difference. Uh, I think it has made us wiser as we look at, you know, as we move throughout the rest of our lives. But our life. It's one life, right? One life. One life. Well, one no, life. we are one separate life. individuals. Yeah, but we we together. See, we about to we're already about to be on a tangent. <laughs> be on a tangent tonight. Um, but yeah, so it's tough conversations, and we have a bunch of topics that you know, if if somebody had had this conversation around us, we might have thought about things differently. Right. If we had access to, um, you know, the, I won't say we didn't have access to information, but just more receptive re- at the time. Yeah, a relatable conversation. That's not preachy. That's not, you know, that's not, it's not from the pulpit. Right. It's, hey, this is our life. Here's what we bumped our heads. 
take from it. Yeah, take from it what you will. We think it might help. Mm -hmm. Nothing else is helping us get it out. But tonight we're going to talk about what what is the right time to get married? Mm. Is there a right time to get married? Yes. Is marriage even important? I don't. Well. Did you befuddled? No, I'm not befuddled. I just have very specific answers to each of these questions. Uh, right. Well, so let's put some context around it. Howard, like I said, Howard is Howard is 35. <laughs> I mean, I'm, that's, that's, Keisha is 38. Get, get, right. Get age. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Howard is 35. Keisha is 38. So that difference isn't so great. And no. they're both millennials, technically. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, millennials are classified people who are born from 1981 to 1996. So, so when were you born? 81. Yeah. <laughs> You're the first one. <laughs> I am yeah. within the first. I mean, some some sites say like the 80s, like 1980, like the 80s and the 90s. But yeah. there are more that get more specific into the actual time frames. But and I'm what generation X. You're generation X. We're generation Yers, the millennials. Yeah, so I'm, I'm a generation prior. You know, there's a there's a there's a difference. And wisdom as the decades go Listen, on. Listen, sir. So I'm a, you know, I'm a seventies baby, and I'm here with these two eighties babies. We're gonna we're gonna try to manage accordingly. But yeah, so it, let's get back on track. Howard's thirty five. Keisha's thirty eight. Yeah. I'm forty. Mm-hmm. Howard is not yet married, right? Keisha right. and I got yeah. married. Fourteen. Could have been married though. Yeah. Oh well. Let's hold on. Let's hold. Let's 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 get to that when we get to it. Keisha and I have been married fourteen years. Correct. Come yeah, it'd be fifteen. When would it be fifteen? March twenty. Seven. Yeah, so Keisha's normally <laughs> the one that uh, I think we alternate years. Well, we forget, not forgetting, but so we had two, we have two wedding, ma- we, so we have a marriage celebration and a wedding. Right, it was so nice we took, had yeah. to do it twice, y'all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we got married legally March twenty seventh. Right, the wedding, the showcase was July third, two thousand five. Mm-hmm. So we're in different places. We're not that far apart in age, but our lives are taking different paths. Yeah. And I think some of the things from our perspective as to why and when marriage are a lot different from yours, clearly, because mm-hmm. you're not yet there. Nah. And it's funny because I've seen you guys. I've, I've been around for this relationship for yeah. a while. It's funny. I've, I've actually been around for a, for a long time to see this, everything happen, all, yeah. the, all yeah. the phases. Yeah. Yeah. He was recapping some phases and I, I uh, had to. You had to remember. I had to take a mental walk because it was uh, <laughs> bringing up some trauma. <laughs> up some trauma. Brought we up still some got trauma lights. 20 years later. Brought up some red oh, lights. Oh, you just going to dismiss my trauma? <laughs> I'm not dismissing okay. your trauma. I'm just saying. Okay, let's talk about it. Get my claps. Let me insert my claps. I, I, saw, I, saw trauma. I saw the trauma firsthand. I saw the, I saw the love firsthand, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we Riding went through. all happy. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so we went. Yeah, so you had a passenger seat um, for a, good, a great deal of it. And I'm interested in your thoughts on what you've seen Uh-oh. and what our reality is. So just <laughs> I, from, wow. from your perspective, <laughs> oh, seeing it you guys? from where we were to where you perceive we are now. Oh, that's where I perceive Yeah, what, what are your, some general thoughts about Well, I'm proud of journey? y'all. I'm proud of y'all. I'm proud of you, Derek. Okay. I'm proud of Derek a I'll lot. Take that. He's grown uh, as a father and as a man and as a husband. And so I'm proud to see that transition, uh, and I, and I think it it began around the time that you started deciding that you needed to go overseas to uh, work, yeah. and you had the to change per se. 
And you had to leave your fa- oh, you had to leave your family behind for yep. a little bit. And I think that that was um that was the beginning of the transition because I know that there's a lot of emotions in the fact that you had to leave and come back and leave. But I think I think that was a blessing in disguise as you leaving. Um because I think that probably put some things in perspective for you about what's important to you. Mm-hmm. Um but before that, you know, I I think I think it was a little rocky. Uh, around the time where you were trying to figure out, I remember I came into some some office space and you were showing me, um, I picked up um, some Tupperware. Yeah, and the I plastic was like, bowl. And I was like, yo, what's, what? And I, we had a brief conversation about, I don't know if it was June, somebody had a pesticides company or something like that. Keith, oh, yeah, Keith. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then I was, I was asking you, and you were on a computer, and I was asking you, like, what is this? And you were telling me, like, yeah, you know, well, a lot of companies will pay you for your design of Tupperware. And this was, this was around this time. Tupperware? No, it, was, it wasn't what? Tupperware. It was c- containers. You were trying to, you were two, making a, your two own different, container. It, same time, two different things. So both both of them are family related. So the, the pest control business was real. It was legit. It was um, a small business that had an opportunity to raise some capital to expand the business. So I was mm-hmm. a part of that. And that was, let's just say that was a that was a master's program that that I didn't pay for and they didn't pay me. Um we'll say that. The plastic part of it was um Uncle Butch. Okay. Uncle Butch had the first right on a on a mold of a plastic container to figure out a use for it and put it to market. Mm-hmm. Right. So it was, it was in parallel. I was entrepreneurship. I, right. Right. And, and was Imani born yet? Yeah. She had just, we had born. all three. You know, no, of the was, oldest. No, this was uh 2007. So we had eight two, okay. it had to be 2007. Cause that's when I left the shipyard and did the entrepreneur thing full time. Yep. So Donovan was just born. Yes. That's what it was. Okay. Yeah. I was still pregnant with Donovan when you were working for Tondra or working with Tondra. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Because I had gotten out of the military then. I so maybe it was a little bit before that then, where I was where it was a little rocky for you, and just trying to figure things out, you know. And I mean, it could be tough. So how far, how far along were you guys? From having your first child to being married, how many years in between were you guys married before you had your first child? No, no, I was pregnant. You were pregnant when you with got Imani. Married. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. We didn't know. Did we no, know we that? didn't know. Well, we you got married. Did we not know? Got pregnant. Some people had yeah. a wedding. So we didn't know. I didn't know. Everybody didn't know. Everybody didn't, didn't know we were married either. Yeah, we didn't. We got married in March. Not because she was pregnant. Okay. Right, I got pregnant we were after. moving in together. Yeah. We both had maintained our separate spaces, and right. it was important to both of us. Like, if we're gonna do it, then let's, let's do it do under it. the union. Right. Okay. Right. And, and I think that that's work. important. Right. I think that that's important because I've have friends who have gotten married because of the fact that they've had children. Yeah. Oh no, I and they've been had together a for a long period of time. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I think you guys have grown. I think you guys have gone. You know, came a long way. Especially, I know more about. Derek side of things because I would talk to him about that side. Mm-hmm. So to see where he is now to where he was in those times of creating containers or whatever. <laughs> oh my goodness. It's a market <laughs> big jump. There is a market for everything. There's a market for everything. There's a market. And that's what I'm trying to say. I mean, it doesn't matter how old you get, there's a market for everything. That's that's interesting. So how much how much of your current 
situation do you want to share? You're it not, doesn't matter. You're not married now. Right. Now I have a daughter. Mm-hmm. She's 11 years old. Uh, she, I met her mother in college. Um, it I was my, that. I was my, it was my senior year and it was her sophomore year and she had a child, didn't go back to college and I graduated and went to graduate Wait, school. Y'all had a child. Y'all had a child. No, she had a child. No, we had a child. Yeah, she pushed it out. She, she pushed it okay. out. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Let's be clear. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. We had a child mm-hmm. and, uh, she pushed the child out and I was there. Watching the child be pushed out. And 11 years later, was there some... <laughs> is there some backstory? Yeah, that's it the backstory. Like, and I love my daughter. She's beautiful. She's gorgeous. And, you know, just trying to make it work. So are you in a relationship now? Oh, I'm not in a relationship with her mother. I'm not in a relationship with anybody. I'm in a relationship. I guess if there was a relationship to be in, it would be with my career, with my goals, with myself. Now, is that intentional or is that just happenstance, circumstances? I think both. I think that um, so even even, you know, speaking about trauma and things like that, I think when you go through relationships, it could even have a, a positive effect on you the way that it ends or it could have a negative effect. And I think that some relationships have had a negative effect on me in the way that I look at things. And so I've been a little bit too hesitant to jump into a relationship. Um, but I also am self-aware of where I am as a person and the things that I want to bring into a relationship. And so I say I need to be at this point before I dive into a relationship. And I think in the beginning I was a little bit too, like I was trying to be too specific. Like I need to have this amount of money in the bank. I need to have these things together. And I don't think that that's necessarily how relationships work. If you find somebody that you are truly into i don't think that you should wait how much of that was you in your head or what society fed you what your circle fed you what females that you dealt with fed you i went through a relationship with a i mean i mean i I was in love with that girl i mean i and i think it was mostly physical (laughs) um but she was physically exactly what i wanted and so I mean, I really wanted to be with her. And I think she really wanted to be with me, too. But the way that it ended, it just, you know, she just, she was like, you broke. You know, yeah. Right. Bounced. And so I just was like, you know what? I'm never going to put myself in a position again to ever be played and show weaknesses. Because um, I think that that is where relationships matter is when you can be vulnerable. And my vulnerabilities at the time were like yo i didn't i was living at home i didn't have the money i needed to have i you know my car had broken down at the time so i was really in a bad position and she decided to come up from florida to to live in syracuse and she only gave it like three months and i'm looking at her like yo can you stay for a year six months something what age were you at that point dang i was 26 mm. okay 26 so around the time that we that i got married a little bit 29 talking about my age the age age. oh okay okay yeah yeah i was i I think i was 26 27 i was i was old young yeah but hold you could you you were um in your way in you had a because i can yeah Yeah, she was wrong she only waited three months but here's the thing in the research that i did about millennials especially the millennial women you 
their ideals are you need to bring something to the table that complements what I got going on or make it worth it for me. You know what I mean? So maybe she felt like, okay, I've given a quarter of my year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe I need to move on. And that's not to say that it was right what she did to you or right the situation, but that is the mentality that people in our age group have. We are moving forward. Like we got our career. We want to get reach our goals too. We want to do things. And it's very single-minded. It's single-minded, but I also think that we have to talk about what we value, right? Because if you don't have the ability to communicate and that's something that you're not be you're not able to bring to the table, but I am, but you have your finances in order, who necessarily has right. what over the other person? How do you, wait? you can't communicate well. And is but it you have should your finances. be weighed though? Like that's important to her. And this is important to you. So that means that your compatibility at that point isn't the same. Right. No, but I, if I'm willing to work with you on the fact that you can't communicate, because at, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, both of these things, if they were like um, investments on the stock market, okay. right? In a relationship, your communication could start off up up top and it could go down bottom because of life or things can happen mm-hmm. in the same way that your finances can start from the bottom and go to the top or it could start at the top and go to the bottom. So what are we really focusing on? Are you looking at me as an individual who can't make money? Are you looking at me at an individual who isn't ambitious? Are you looking at me as a person? Maybe you have, maybe you will have that thing that's going to make me go harder or the thing that's going to make me push forward. Or maybe you can say something to help me look in a different way or have a different perspective on things in the same way I can help you with your communication. Yeah. If we're looking at it, like if you're going to make a commitment to leave everything that you have behind from Florida, you would think that the person would at least give it more time. Mm-hmm. So what did y'all discuss? What, what was the discussion like? Was it her making that decision based on what she thought about you or was it a discussion that you guys had? I didn't ask her to come. Mm. I didn't ask her to come. Mm. So does that change? I feel like when you're in like our situation, we felt like we were compatible. I think there were a list of reasons why we decided that we wanted to work on it or or move forward with our relationship. The mentality of uh, dating these days is, is this beneficial to me? That is the one, you know, that's generally at the top of the list. Like we're not feeding into um, things that we were that we were taught, like you go to. You graduate, you get a job, you get married, you have kids. Like that isn't that isn't what we're doing. But I'm I'm not speaking just for me. Like I've I've pulled up a bunch of different articles. That is just the mentality of how things are happening now. It's not happening like for our parents. It was different for them. They were taught something different. They taught us to, you know, go to school, get a job, get married, have kids, blah, blah. That is not what this generation but, 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 but that's it's, it's but going that's after. The, but I'm asking you specifically because that's kind of the point of this conversation. Y'all are in the same generation. Right. Technically. By the, I get it. By the, the, the parameters of how right. it's defined. How do you feel about that? I, or, or, or did you? Because we didn't have a specific conversation about not. what our gaps were. Yeah, and I think I did, I, though. No. No. Y'all didn't. Y'all didn't. But, but no. when you got to get yourself together, she came. No, no, that's how no, it was perceived. No, and that's the that's the whole that's thing. About how perception, I, that's right? how that's it's the perception, perception. Right. And, I, and and I get that, and I and you're, I can't tell you how you perceived it, but no. So we like, look at this. Derek got his life together, and she just no, came right back to him. No, no. <laughs> I was I was still very 
I was still very resentful yes. at that stage. Mm-hmm. You were resentful like, when you got married. That, that's he what was I'm resentful about. up until stop. Okay, <laughs> yesterday o'clock. Right. Um, but now I'm saying, how do you? What, what was the difference in you being from that generation? And I think like your nature would have been to be more tolerant of that situation and kind of see it through. Mm-hmm. But I don't know that. That's what I'm asking. I think that my whole, my surroundings created who I am and how I relate to situations. So I went from high school and went straight into the military. It matured me to a different point than someone, let's say, who graduate to high school like I went to a job I was in the military I was responsible for certain things so I was a different type of 20 year old than other 20 year olds you know what I mean so I would not have made the same decision so what was what was what was this individual's background that you're talking about how was it what were your the, the life stories your upbringing were they similar from without without having specific conversations because you look at the two situations of how you grew up and say yep that probably would work with me and with me and the person I'm person. speaking of right now, mm-hmm. um, I just I just want I just wanted our kids to look like both of us. Okay, that was bullshit. Wait a minute, bullshit. this was a production. This was a production. This was a production relationship. But you know what? I mean, it was the same for her. It was the same for her. But you know what? That might not be the best way to right. And so she decided that's not what she That might not be as far fetched as we're. As we're perceiving it now, because that wasn't our life, right? That that might be the norm, right? Like, Listen, and she if you, was a Christian, she was bad in a good way, and she, I don't know, it's just you know, like I was able to see her and not see nobody else, and I felt like, oh, well, okay, well, that's you know, that's a good start. If I could hold you, walk, hold your hand, walk to the mall, and be proud, I mean. Everything else, I mean, we had, we had a good, right. we had a good chemistry on a physical level, and I feel like we could have gotten to good chemistry. We we were good for each other because I feel like I had long term vision, and I think she had short term vision, and I think she needed some long term vision, and I think I needed some short term vision. But I mean, she was so married to her way that, and I was looking at it like, listen the things that you have to go through, whether you go through them with me or not, in order to have a successful relationship, that short-term vision is going to have to turn into some long-term vision, period. It doesn't matter if it's going to be with me or not. It doesn't matter if I have money or not. If you can't communicate, that doesn't, your communication doesn't step up if I have a million dollars in the dollars in the bank. What's good, fam? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. It has creation tools to help you record and edit your podcast right from your phone or from your computer. Anchor will even help distribute your podcast to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Everything you need to make a podcast, it's all in one place. Download the free Anchor app. Or go to anchor.fm to get started. It's a skill set that you have to obtain. Mm-hmm. So why don't you put in the work now? Since you already want this, you've already made the commitment. I'm not even saying like, give me like, because I see people that go in relationships for like 10 years, seven, eight years, things not working. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm like, yo, give, can you give a brother a year? I mean, you give me six months. Like, 
honestly, I, and I, did I give her four months? I, I mean to give you like two and a half. Like if you really break it down to the time you came to the time you left, um, if she's listening, <laughs> uh, two and a half months. I'm like, yo, I, I just, when you came, I was living in the house with my mom. My car had broken down. I was working at Forever 21. Mm. She didn't you, the discounts though. Yeah, I mean, I mean hey, she got a discount on a dress that she looked real nice in. It was pink, peach or whatever. I don't know. Um, yeah, flashbacks. Yeah, but the thing is, when you left, I had two jobs, full-time jobs. One working for a computer company in the morning, working for a 911 emergency call at night. And a month after that, I moved out. And I moved into a, a neighborhood that I told her when we were walking, when she was in, in the same city, we were walking through that neighborhood and we went to this into the Spanish restaurant. She was Spanish. We went to this Spanish restaurant and uh, I was like, yo, I want to move in this neighborhood. And I moved into that neighborhood and and she tried to call me back 40 times. Mm. I answered the call on the 38th time and she said, I, I, I told myself I was going to call you 40 times. And if you didn't pick up, I was just not going to hit you up no more. But I answered on the 38th call. And then what? It was just too far gone? I was like, no, you left me at my lowest point. Like, what you want me to do? Mm. Even if I want you back, it's kind of like, yo, that's mad scary. How can you even get into a marriage with somebody and and you know that in some point in time they left you at your lowest point? Mm -hmm. So what's important to you? And I guess two parts of it. What's important to you now and it was the same thing important to you then? Right. Have those values, have those non-negotiables changed over time? I mean, in all reality or in all honesty, I would like to be with somebody that I know if everything went awry, they would hold me down. Right. But at the end, but where I am now, it's like everything's not going to go awry. Number one. And then, and, and then number two, I don't know. I just I, it's not necessary for me because my main focus is my daughter. You know, I would want to be in a relationship, but it's it's difficult for me because. You know, what's funny is the older that I get, the girls that were in the same age bracket as me, if they're not in a relationship, they become, and I don't mean to sound like this, but they become a little bit more desperate. And I become, I don't know, what's the, I become more, I don't want to say more valuable. That's not the word I'm looking for, but I look, <coughs> I look better to them. Because the older that they get, they, I feel like women have a biological clock. They have the whole thought process going on. The older that they get, they want to hurry up and get married, blah, 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 all this stuff. And what do you think about that? I have friends in this age bracket and they are not running to the altar. <laughs> they are focused on their careers. Sorry. Um, yeah, they're focused on their careers and they're not. It's not like a thing where I need to get married. Like my best friend was almost she was what? How old was Annie when she got married? Like 30 six or something like that she was married yeah she, she got, got married at 30 she got divorced no they're still married but okay. she waited long term and it was not a matter of i feel like i need to get married it was just like okay i found this person but none of them are like oh god my biological clock i need to have kids i need to get i don't hear that from my friend circle because because <laughs> my, my thing is i i'm willing to bet that yes yes select group of friends is not the average they're all beautiful. 36 year old woman in america what is the average 36 year old woman in america exactly what i kind of pointed out no what no i mean describe her 
What does she look like? And this is no, a, I'm not. This I, is I, it's, not it's, not a, it's not a description of what she looks like. This is. I average, mean, not look this like. This is average physically. based on your experience. Right, average this is, based on yeah, my experience. This is this is not a, a, a consensus or. First of all, it, not even. Let's not even talk about thirty six. Let's talk about twenty seven. I be looking at girls twenty seven, and they be going crazy about getting married. And I'm like, yo, you're mad young. Like, why are you so like fixated on? doing what society has told you that you need to do at this age why don't you wait for somebody you know why don't you wait for a relationship why don't you wait for something that is the best thing for you why are you so eager to get these you know relationship goals perception yeah perception a lot of life a lot of life lived and displayed today it has to do with perception of the public validation and a lot of shallow stuff let me ask you this if if your career what you said, you know, you 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 had you had some stalls, you know, you had to had to rebound, you had to get things on track. If you were already on track by twenty seven, do you think your perception of the timing of being married would be different? I think that I'd already be married. Why? Um, because I feel like I would be able to. Me personally, I think that I would be able to be more willing to open up to a relationship. I think because of the things that I've been through, I'm a little bit more hesitant to let somebody in unless I know thing. Cause I don't want to let you in and say, Hey, look, he got it together, but you know, this right here or that right here, you know, he got it together, but you know, he has this going, but it's not all the way, you know what I mean? My credit score is not all the way where I want it to be. You know what I mean? Like, like things like that. Like I, I, I kind of want things to be even more stable than they are now. Even the situation with my daughter, I would like to have things a little bit more outlined as far as, um, is she gonna be living with me? Uh, is uh, I, the visitation needs to step its way up, you know, in terms of that and figuring those things out so that I can have her more often, maybe for the whole entire summer. Like things like that are the things that I'm focused on and I want to have established before I get into a relationship so that when a woman walks into the relationship or comes into the relationship, I already have momentum in the certain areas that I feel like are important. So I could be like, hey, this is what's how my life is. I get my daughter, boom, 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 boom have her in these areas these are the things that are going on like and then she could present whatever she has so do you think because if you had if you were able to accelerate your your development as a professional as a as a person spiritually all of that to get to this fictitious point because that's really what it is a fictitious point and you realize that only looking back of which of where you're ready to get married um do you think that you would have been in a different place to find the type of woman you were looking for? Like, did your struggle dictate where you went to find these women or how you presented nah, yourself? I think that the problem is the kind of woman I like. So how would it have been different? You said you would have been married by now. And that was, because that was kind of matter of fact. the kind of woman that I like would already see me as She would have desir- been attracted to you. Desirable. I mean, he already mm-hmm. see me as desirable, but I would have been desirable for a longer, I mean, for a, a lasting desire. It wouldn't have been like, oh, you're desirable right now for these two and a half months hmm. and now you're not desirable no more because issues popped up that I didn't either know were there or I did, I thought I could deal with them but I couldn't or I had a shallow point of view so that I couldn't 
accept your your insecurities or your flaws or whatever even though that's a two-way street it's not like I, you gotta accept my flaws it's like no i gotta accept your flaws too though and you might not look at your flaws as a big deal but have you missed an opportunity since then between then and now where if you were in the right place you would have been you get you can point to that person at that time and like yep it would have been that person I think no I I th- I think that I've missed opportunities just based on my new standards of what it what I need to have in order to be in a serious relationship I think that there was a, a beautiful girl I still care about her to today um I hope she listening Nicole Mm. Oh my! We got the names. <laughs> what? Murphy. Yeah, I mean, come on. We gotta. You gotta take it to. We gotta take the podcast. And you next, gonna shoot your shot. Yeah, we take my shot. Uh, but I mean, Nicole was. Uh, and it was right off of the breakup of the the girl, previous girl I'm talking about, and uh, she was perfect. I mean, she was exactly what I wanted. Um, but I was still trying to get over the feelings of this other girl, and I just, you know, I needed her to just go through with me through that process of like dealing with getting over another individual. I didn't mean to hop it right into a relationship. And I thought that I was um, direct about where I was, but you know, women don't listen to that. They just look at your actions. And so it didn't matter if I was like, yo, I'm not ready. She was looking at my actions and my actions were saying I was ready, but I wasn't. And I think I missed out on that relationship because I just felt like I had to be, in a certain place altogether, even, you know, I was always having excuses. Oh, but me and my daughter aren't where I want, or this is not where I want it to be, or I need to go do this. I don't want to get in a relationship. Blase, blase, go home. But it wasn't a problem for her. You were just making it a problem in your head. Yeah. It wasn't a problem for her. How much of that is, is mental trauma. And it it probably comes across as a stretch to apply it, but I don't know. I mean, if you've been impacted emotionally, by an event or a series of events that changes you is is that of the same trauma or the same uh type of trauma that i i don't know the degrees of emotional trauma right but i know every situation doesn't impact everybody the same way same. Right. right so that could have had a, a you know a lasting impact that kind of shifted how you navigate it yeah you, you well so this is what happened after i hurt nicole because i hurt nicole intentionally not intentionally because you know we came into the we came into our relationship under the same you know thought process you got feelings for somebody else i got feelings for somebody else this is just you know, to deal with that and we think each other's cool, blah, blah, blah. But then what happens is, and I don't want to put this on women because that would be wrong. Speak, but Speak in terms of your situation. But in my situation, I have found that when a man says something, he means exactly what he is saying. When a woman says something, she is saying exactly what she feels. And so she may be feeling this way in this moment at this time. There was a book that I was reading called The Superior Man. And it just said that um, men are like the sand and women are like the ocean. And so when wherever the wind blows, the women are flexible and they can move to that. Um, but they're flexible and men are very like static. 
Yeah. And so if a if you walk up to your girl and and she's sitting in the chair and you walk up to her and like, "Hey baby, you know, um I want to go to the movies." And she may be like, "I don't want to go to the movies right now." But if you spin her around her chair and be like, "Baby, I love you. You're the you're the most important thing in my life. Do you want to go to the movies?" She would say, "I want to go to the movies." Because it's not about the movies. It's about how she feels about you at that point in time. Hmm. And so um I think that that, you know, whatever point I was trying to make with that. Mm. <laughs> so is this, so you, I mean, your circle, you're college educated. I assume your circle is the same or at least a portion of it, right? Some degree educated, successful to yeah, a degree, so, moving in their fields. Is this, is this the conversation or is this your conversation? So this is the, this is, so I have, I, I'll, I'll speak in terms of like my, Three brothers. I'll call my brothers. So we have, I won't give their names out, but we have a lawyer, assistant, I want to say assistant dean of, of a college, of a Ivy League school. We have, um, and we have a psychologist. So all college educated, graduate school, black Advanced males. Diplomas. Yes, black males, all of us. And so- one two are married one separated and the other i have a child uh the separated one has a child and uh, the married one has a child on the way and the other one the assistant dean he doesn't have a child and he doesn't he's not in a relationship but we have these conversations often yeah about relationships and all of that stuff yeah so where do you go to meet women now? How do you, how do you, how, yeah. Can I tell you how my, how, how I've seen people date compared to me? Both. I, so people use these dating sites like crazy. Yeah. Mm. And I'd be looking at them like, I'm trying not to get into a relationship. I, the worst thing that I could do personally right now is join a dating site. I just feel like I'm already trying not to, be a hoe I'm, I'm i'm trying my hardest not to like I'm, mm-hmm. I'm staying focused i'm doing what i gotta do for me you know god all of that stuff and i'm trying not to even go down that road period and it's already hard enough i mean it's hard mm-hmm. and i mean and i feel like i'm in a good place now and because i'm in a good place i'm more attractive to to women that i would want to talk to and some of them I want to talk to, some of them I don't want to talk to. But I mean, they're all, they're attractive, and I'm trying to stay out of that. So I think that by adding a buffet of women to my a digital buffet, that's what it is. It's literally like swipe left or swipe right. Isn't that what a buffet is? Isn't it when you go to the buffet, you you look and and it's not just for men buffet. It's on both sides. It's a buffet. It's a buffet for women. It's a buffet for men. Like, isn't that what it is? Like, you step up to the plate and you see, okay, I want this chicken. I want these, and you just go down the line and you get what you want. You get what you don't want. You either swipe left or you swipe right. Why would I want to add that to my process when I'm trying to find the person and I'm I want to marry eventually? I don't think that that I've seen. I've known some people have seen success with it. I just, for me personally, I just don't think that that's gonna help me out. And I just think that I need to keep on walking what how I'm walking and doing the things that I'm doing. And when I meet that person, I think that I'll 
drop everything and want to be with that person. At least that's what I think. So at this point, you're not intentional about seeking people out. You're nope. just you're just living and uh, catching opportunities as nah. they make sense. I just feel like if I meet the right person, I'm going. I'm going to be all over them. You know, I'm, I'm gonna try to make it. Work. I'm not gonna. Why would I? Why would I have to try to do something with somebody I want to be with? I don't feel like that. That's how it should work. And that's the one thing that I did love about the girl who left. When when I was around her, I wanted to. I I actively wanted to be with her. Like I would my I would take my energy to, you know. And it's funny, um, um, because back when I was living at my parents' house, when she came in from she because she moved to New York City first before she moved to Syracuse. But when she moved to New York City and she came for some holiday, I forget what it was. Um, I remember I went to I went to Walmart and I got like the the best like comforter I could find and like I did everything. I moved around the room, like I got the best comforter, like sheets. the the big pillow, yeah, like the Listen, I was so into it. I got the I got the 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 pillow to for your back. You know the one that you sit on the granny granny be sitting on <laughs> The one she used to sit on in the bed, the jump with the little arms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got that, and I got a cover for. I got a. I got a cover to match it over the covers, just in case she wanted to be in the covers, but not really. But kind of wanted to have a cover, just in case. Trying to make it comfortable. I had the whole layout for it ready to go, but I think that that comes from that ain't good. Yo, man, she had the family. She had everything, man. She threw that away in two and a half months. Confidence. Confidence game. That's crazy. It's crazy. I'm like, yo, homie, like, I'm doing the best Just I can do. Stay tuned for the next episode where we continue this conversation. There's amazing.